Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Hello, hello. Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. My name is Cassandra Thorpe and I'm your host and I'm here today with Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen. How are you today, Pastor? I'm doing well. It's been a busy day. Yeah? Yeah. Isn't that the the aim of a pastoral life is to be busy all the time? No, ma'am. What do you mean? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to be meeting with the people, saving marriages, blessing babies, laying, laying... uh, tired souls to rest that's what isn't that what the pastor does yeah it is it's a lot it's not but do you go to work to work yes no you don't <laughs> 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 like uh what's his name um bernie mac like i ain't come here to work <laughs> <laughs> but not. Nah. It's a it's good busy work. Uh, you know we got a lot going on. Uh, got a lot going on. Planning mm-hmm. for you know seven last words for Mount Zion and then for the AACC. Um, planning two conferences this year that we're leading. One May, mm-hmm. and so May twentieth we'll have a. It's big ups to Upper House. Yeah. Put this I'm seeing the link to put in the yep, notes. Send me the link. Big ups to the upper house. Um May twentieth. Um we're bringing in a black pastor to speak on about um how to the how to look theologically at the times in which we're in. Mm. And so that um been working on that for a while. And then they also are doing African American preaching conference. Mm. First of its kind in Madison, Wisconsin. What? And that's going to be in October, so I've been planning that. Okay. I'm um I'm on the board of the Kingdom Growth Conference in Milwaukee. And that's May eleventh through the thirteenth. Wow. So I've been helping to plan that. And then you know we got this building project up and we're about we to do. kicking off our capital campaign internally, but also trying to figure out externally because we're going to need help from the community in mm-hmm. raising these funds. Um, and then I got to preach every Sunday. So I still have the right sermon. <laughs> 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 I still have the right right sermons and teach and mentor and pray, mm-hmm. bury, weddings, baby dedications. I still have to do all that plus everything else I just mentioned. And, and then I'm also teaching in the fall too, mm. so... There's some days be like heavier than others. Right, Sometimes, right. you know, it all levels out. Mm-hmm. But this week is just like a real heavy week. Mm-hmm. I think yesterday, my last meeting ended at nine thirty p.m. P.m. Oh. Yeah. And then today is another long day. Mm-hmm. Then tomorrow is slight, but it's long too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it all levels out. And it gives you something to look forward to, too, right? Because you know that the front end is heavy, but the back end, you'll 
hopefully find some some rest, right? Mm. Okay, hopefully. Yeah, and the back end, <laughs> you know, Sunday is still coming. That's true. It comes every week. Every week. Every week, Sunday appears. Ta-da. And um, and I never want to step in the pulpit unprepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to get up there and they're like, boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I don't know what I would do if I saw people boo. Uh, preacher. Some, a preacher But um, I don't want to face that Yeah. So I try my best to be as prepared As I could be every time I mount the pulpit Yeah uh, yeah. That brings us uh, kind of into our text here Because they booed Jesus mm-hmm. uh, Being the king of the Jews And uh, as we continue Excuse me, not even just king of the Jews King of the Jews and The entire world uh, and so we continue in our sermon series. We win. Um, we're looking at Luke twenty-three. We win. We win. We win. We win. Oh, okay. We win. We win. We win. We win. Come we on, win. Yeah, okay. that was great. Oh, we'll put the uh, <laughs> Kurt <laughs> Frank. Yeah. Put the YouTube link in, the, in there too. <laughs> uh, so we're looking at Luke twenty-three thirty-nine through forty-three. So um, we are now. Tell you know what? Not me. You, I want you to tell us where are we in this in this text right here, thirty nine through through forty three. Right. If you heard last week's podcast, you will get a understanding of where we are. Um, I think I gave a pretty intense or detailed um, explanation of where we are, but where we are now, Jesus is on the cross, mm-hmm. and while he's on the cross. Um, he's been mocked. He's been um, humiliated. People are saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself. And and what's happening now, one of the uh, malefactors, as King James would say, mm. or thieves on the cross mm. who were convicted of crimes. Mm-hmm. And one of them, he is doing the same as the people on the ground. Mm. If you are the Christ save yourself mm-hmm. then he turns around and say and save us too <laughs> <laughs> right he's uh, so in all actuality he's really not thinking about jesus in this moment he's only thinking about himself mm-hmm. and so again the roman the cross was a tool of torture um it's a tool to really cause act- intense pain and agony this Jesus on the cross and these thieves on the cross. And so um, he one is going against them. And then it's another thief that said, hey, leave Jesus alone. Mm-hmm. We deserve what we are receiving. He's done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jesus, remember me when you get into your kingdom. And Jesus says, this day you will be with me in paradise. And that's why I got the. Um, the title mm-hmm. this just don't make sense. I mean, it, 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 what I what I like about this is that we're we're sitting in it right. I said that last week, like in this space of like we're not. I haven't explored and really talked about the people that are there, right? I know that there are two thieves that are next one. One was like you know, um, was. Just wanted to get down, mm-hmm. and the other one, you know, ended up being saved. Um, but yeah, like a lot of it just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, how does this thief 
who has we don't know his his true backstory. I can make one up mm. <laughs> <laughs> using my biblical imagination. Right. Where I, I feel like I actually do think that the two criminals did had two different like crime patterns. The one that asked to come down from the cross, he was he's been like a criminal his whole life. Like that's just who he decided to be, and he's just gonna ride that till until he's crucified, right? Like mm-hmm. he's just, whatever. But then this other this other criminal, I think his may have been he had to do steal to survive like his his intention wasn't to do, to do somebody wrong or felt that somebody owed him anything it was to survive and he understood his um he understood the wrong that he was doing and didn't blame anybody except himself and how i pull that out of this is just based off of these this small conversation that we have in these in these three um the dying moments of these three men and just he's like yo like Leave him alone. Right. We deserve to be up here for the things that we've done. Like, Lord, remember me when you go into your kingdom. Like, like just the the consciousness that that thief had on the cross as he's dying to not blame anybody else for the reason why he was up there mm-hmm. and not ask to come down because he knew he was being held responsible for his actions. Right. I think that's a whole different... That's a sermon you can take with you on another day. Yeah, you know, you can, like you said, you can only assume because we just don't know. Mm-hmm. One could have been a lifetime criminal. One probably just did it. Mm-hmm. That was probably his first time ever committing a crime mm-hmm. and first time getting caught, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some 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 people, can they become lifetime criminals because they do things and don't get caught, mm-hmm. right? You know, I work with these kids who are still in cars, and it's like um, – 13 years or 13 14 years old and and they at the juvenile detention center and it's like i've been doing this for four years since i was 10 mm. but i'm just now getting caught hmm. <laughs> you, so when you don't get caught what happens you just continue to do it until somebody tell you to stop mm-hmm. and so we don't know what his past was we're not the writer did not decide to give us all of that information all we know they're two criminals. Um, they've been, you know, and then also looking at it made me think, what if he didn't do anything wrong? Mm. But then he said he did. Oh, like he took, right. he took the blame. Yeah. If you read it, he was like, yo, we're responsible for we, what we've done. Because mm. I was like, yo, what what if like, he ain't do anything like black people been so many times you see um, black people that have been, accused of crimes they go to jail spend 30 40 years in jail and, and because they didn't have dna and stuff back then they would stay there and then all of a sudden they get off they find a lawyer that worked for them pro bono mm-hmm. and get them off um i was thinking in that way too uh, but then i read and he was like we did this mm. jesus has done nothing wrong and um uh, and so you can look at it from you know you can use your like you said your spiritual imagination and go from any any um any look that you desire mm-hmm. but you will you do know the end result he committed a crime mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh you talk about grace uh, i don't know if that's necessarily a word i would have ever associated with the criminals on the cross but i'm glad we did and i want to talk about that 
you speak about God incarnate, Satan incarnate, and humanity. And how this was the last time that all of those three piece or entities met. Was the first time the fall? Um, yeah, and uh I wanna say the first time probably was no humanity encountered Satan, which was the serpent. Yeah, and then God had a conversation with all of them. Mm-hmm. Told the woman that she's gonna suffer labor pain, told the man um know what he was going to go through but then he tells the tell the the serpent that um the man he was gonna have to work the sweat of his brow the woman she's gonna suffer labor pains uh tells the serpent that um he was gonna have to crawl around on his belly mm-hmm. but then also tells the woman this is um the proto-evangelium oh, okay all right the genesis three fifteen is the first mentioning of the gospel mm. Uh, where it says, and the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. The serpent will bru- will crush the head of the serpent, and the serpent will bruise his heel. Mm. That's the first mentioning of the gospel. The you know, theological term is the proto-evangelium. Evangelium is gospel. Proto is like before, first, you know what I'm saying? Um and um and Jesus Jesus is called what the son of who son of man mm-hmm. son of David son of God no son of David speaks to his lineage um from from the um the heritage of uh, of David the bloodline of J- David which what we talked about last week which would have made him king mm mm-hmm. And then um, the Son of God speaks to his divinity, fully God, fully man. Doesn't know that's how we look at things, and so that was like the first mention where we see God, um, Satan, and, and then humanity. We also see, um, but in the Garden of Eden, I mean the Garden of Gethsemane, not Garden of Gethsemane, sorry, in the in the wilderness is just Jesus and Satan, so there's no humanity. Um, but but here in the text. Um, we we can look at it symbolically as on one cross there's Satan because mm-hmm. he says yo if you are the Christ come down and those same words was used in Matthew 4 when Jesus was in the wilderness and saying if you're the son of God mm-hmm. come down and then we see humanity which uh, represents the um, the other thief mm-hmm. that accepts Jesus, that sees Jesus as the Lord and Savior, even while he's on the cross dying himself. Mm-hmm. And then we see God, which is Jesus on the cross. So they have this encounter, this last encounter here on earth. Mm. That's just so interesting. Just like putting it in that framework, or not that it's not in that framework, but just seeing it visually of god and and satan's interaction like like the devil's like he's really not going away no he's he's all in the mess he's staying (laughs) in the business he know the tea Mm -hmm. um and and he's here right like the fact that he's at um jesus's death provoking him just shows like kind of to the levels with which that the devil will get 
try to get to people right to to change and go against who who they are and against god right and and to, to, i heard this preach from tolan morgan past tolan morgan out of georgia and that's what he's saying he's like when you go into new levels be prepared for for the devil to come and that's the same thing um denzel washington told will smith allegedly allegedly that's false <laughs> i don't know if it's false i i didn't i didn't check i didn't fact check oh you didn't fact check dang i just saw it on, <laughs> i just saw it on, okay I was, allegedly I, I was thinking the same thing too i was like yeah that's where that's what that, and that's when devil shows up yeah he show up when you when you're elevated no why would you mess with somebody that's down they can't do anything has no power they're no threat to you. But what you get, you look at your life like, dang, everything was going good. Mm-hmm. Got a promotion on a job. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you're like, huh. and you want to, Lord, did you really? What? This is what you called me to do? Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, and um, just in those moments, you know, for us who are Christians, we can say, hey, um, the devil has no power, no control over us. He he can present stuff to us, and it's on us to make our choices mm-hmm. of how we go about doing it. Yeah. And even like Job, Job, he didn't have a choice at all. God recommended him. He was voluntold. Voluntold. <laughs> <laughs> and Job. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Naked mm-hmm. I came, naked I shall live. Mm-hmm. And um, and that that mentality, and so many consider, you know, some say that the book of Job is a fairy tale. Mm. But there's some people who have lived that. Yeah. Some who are listening to this probably have lived it also mm-hmm. and understand that I've had good days and bad days and had some things taken away or snatched away that you thought you would hold on forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it caused much pain, but the grace of God is what gives us strength and peace and endurance. Mm. Yes, it does. Because even, uh, like, being on the cross of these criminals, like, there's a lot of endurance that's there, right? Like, they got, we're here at the end, we got to push through. um, And as we talk about this being um, and not making sense, mention Nicodemus and the rich man and how Jesus told them that they needed to change their ways before they can enter the kingdom. But yet this, this criminal in his dying breaths says, remember me. And, and Jesus says, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) It it took me a couple of times to be like, yeah, that is a little, that's a little off. What's up, Jesus? Why, why a curveball at the end? Mm -hmm. Why, why you do that? Right, so, and that's like, <laughs> if we look at this, this is like someone who lives a life that's totally outside of the will of God their entire life. They get diagnosed with cancer, and before they take their last breath, mm-hmm. they say, Lord, remember me. Mm-hmm. And he says, I got you. Mm. I'm like, yo, wait a minute. I done forfeited my whole life. Yeah, I could have been in the club back in the that thing up, dropping it like it's hot, doing whatever I <laughs> doing whatever I wanted to do. 
but I've sacrificed so much, you know, um, for the sake of the kingdom of mm -hmm. God and for my testimony. And, and, and this guy get this pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a problem with that initially. And then God told me, don't be too quick to judge. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. that was, I'm talking about reading this. It was hard initially reading it. I was like, yo, this dude, we don't know how long we don't, like I said, we don't know his life, but just maybe he lived a life full of sin. Mm -hmm. And then he gets to his dying moment. Hours before death, he makes one plea, and Jesus honors it. Mm -hmm. It don't make sense, Th right? The rich young ruler, he said, he, he said, how can I get in the kingdom? Jesus said, do you keep the commandments? Said, yeah, I keep all of the commandments. I don't know if that's true, because mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, it's over 613 commandments. Ooh. So I don't know if it's true, but he said, I keep all of them, and then Jesus said, go sell all that you have, and then come follow me. Well, the rich young ruler really didn't. We never read about him. But we don't know what happened. This, we just know that's what Jesus tells him. Mm -hmm. Nicodemus comes to him, you know, and say, hey, how can I answer the kingdom of God? He said, hey, you must be born again. Mm. And Nicodemus said, yo, I can't go back in my mother's womb. I'm too big. <laughs> <laughs> Not I'm too big. <laughs> he said, how can that happen? And Jesus said, well, you're looking at things from the physical point of view, but right. I really want you to look from the spiritual point mm -hmm. of view. Rich meaning you must have a regenerated heart where you now can trust in God and believe that he is, the Jesus is the Lord and the Savior and the ruler of your life. And that allows you to be born again, rebirth. Uh, but now you have a new feature, which is in Jesus Christ. And so Jesus tells these uh, these two men where well, they ask about the kingdom. He tells them mm -hmm. you must change. Mm -hmm. But he don't he the thief on the cross. He didn't say um, you got to think different. You got to change your way uh, before you die. Just what you need to do. And you need that in order you know, to get in something. He didn't mm -hmm. say nothing but. uh Okay, cool. I got you. This day. Yeah, to, like today. Like You'll be with me in paradise. So that's what, that's why I mm -hmm. got the topic. Like, yo, this this just don't make sense. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's a big part. Because Jesus had to be intentional with that promise mm -hmm. in those moments. Um, and, and, you know, even while Jesus was there, he wasn't opening his mouth and complaining either, right. but he did open his mouth to intercede for that thief mm -hmm. and, and reading that and understanding that it's like, how do you spend, how, how are you spending your last few hours? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> See, we don't know when, when, when that day moment to come, Death comes like a thief in the night. Mm-hmm. Right? So we don't know. Um, um, he, at least he had it. Even though he was dying on the cross, he knew he was about to die. Mm-hmm. We just don't know when. Unless we had a, light, a sickness for a while and we mm -hmm. diagnosed and we know people die in car accidents. People die uh, accidentally. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many ways that we can die. But he knew. And, and while he's on the cross, he said, yo, Jesus, remember me when you get into your kingdom. Still, um, again, going back to Jesus being king. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but but he this was the heavenly king kingdom, mm-hmm. this eternal kingdom. This wasn't um, because you know why would I remember you in my kingdom when we both about to die on the cross on earth? Mm-hmm. So heavenly, he's he's pointing to there, and 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 Jesus says, "This day you'll be with me in paradise." And looking at my notes while I was researching it, Jesus did not have a clear view of the thieves. No, mm-hmm. and and so in order to respond to the thief, he may have to turn or attempt to turn his body in order to respond. This day you'll be with me in paradise. So that's why I said he was intentional because if he moved his body, he caused himself pain mm. in order to give comfort to somebody else. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. He caused pain on himself in order to give comfort mm. to somebody else. And we look at the cross and that's symbolic of what Jesus did on the cross. He caused, he went through the pain mm. to comfort us. Mm. He endured the pain so that we did not have to and that he can be able to save humanity of their sins and so jesus on the cross with this thief and it just don't make sense but but it it is it's necessary for him to die for us but the way he helped this um thief on the cross is is remarkable yeah it's nothing but grace nothing but grace that's what grace is we simply don't deserve it but we still receive it yeah that's a that reminds me of um i'm having conversations with my friends and stuff and we're in spots where some weeks are really heavy with a lot of uh responsibilities and sometimes we feel that we are we can't do it all and we continue to remind ourselves to give each other to give ourselves grace Mm -hmm. in these spaces because um we can't to take it all on is is a lot but that's where God comes in. He kind of he we draw our strength from him as we gain this this grace from him of like, hey, you're doing great. Don't don't be so hard on yourself. There's no reason for any of that. Right. Um, and I like the analogy of the of the coupons. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, when I lived in an apartment, I would get coupons for like new windows right. and like gutter cleaning. And I was like, so what am I supposed to do with this? Right. But also at the same time, it's like I didn't ask for this, but it's given to me as an opportunity to take advantage mm-hmm. and to to cash it in to be a part of that community, that network, that resource. Um, and I and I like the the note that you have of trust the promise of the coupon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the coupon said, "Hey, if you come in, we'll give you this." Mm-hmm. Maybe it's buy one get one free, buy two get one free. Mm-hmm. You know what coupon? You no, know, my mother is a mega couponer. Oh, so her entire basement is full of things. She got hand soaps and paper towels and everything, <laughs> deodorant. Um, and we all receive those same coupons. Mm-hmm. We all have access. They're free. They are. The coupons are free, but it, until we turn them in to the person who gave them to us mm-hmm. help us today god mm. we, we will not be able to receive the privilege of the coupon mm. 
and and oftentimes you know we think it's a hassle or like we just don't trust the coupon like this is too good to be true Mm -hmm. and so grace is similar all of us every human being receives grace we don't have to work for it every morning we're able to open up our our eyes and see another day and have breath in our body we have grace Mm -hmm. now how do we really experience the true grace of god by exchanging our faith that we believe in you so we're going to give you this coupon (laughs) (laughs) right and we're going to turn it in and god gives us he gives us more grace and paul tells us that he gives us enough grace that's sufficient for everything that we endure Mm. and so i think that's um that's where the thief he took advantage of his grace moment Mm -hmm. the other thief kept this coupon in his hand or in his pocket (laughs) he didn't have any pockets when they crucified they were naked um well he he just said he kept his grace Mm-hmm. coupon where the other person turned his in mm-hmm. and it does not have an expiration date on Mm-mm. it help us today god <laughs> you know what i'm saying most yeah. coupons have an expiration that they just do. came to me ct most coupons have ex- you know you, you can't mm-hmm. use it after the v- not valid after this date yep but the grace coupon is until that moment mm that you can turn it in and you have breath in your body but once you your breath is gone Mm -hmm. your final destination is irreversible Mm. right and and so this thief is on the cross and he said yo let me turn this coupon in hey jesus leave jesus alone we're getting what's just due to us but jesus remember me Mm-hmm. When you enter your kingdom, that's him turning his mm. coupon in because he has faith in who Jesus is. That he's just not the ordinary criminal dying on the cross. Mm. Amen. So, how do we turn in our coupons? Through faith. Through faith, you if you ex- once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. that's that exchange, mm. right? That's when you receive. No, we've already have access. The coupons tells us, yo, if you turn this in, all of your sins will be forgiven. I'll wipe everything, your past away. Um, I'll give you access to the kingdom of God. I'll give you access to the throne of God. All of that is on the coupon. Mm. And once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we receive that access. Mm. Because you got to have faith. Because I won't turn it in if I don't believe that the one who gave it to me is going to fulfill the promise on the coupon. Mm, mm-hmm. So that's why it takes faith, right? Using this analogy, just look at this. Mm-hmm. is the only analogy, people. We don't have real coupons. <laughs> but this is <laughs> you know, how, how to really look at it, you know, that I've re, I received what Christ have, but in order for me to receive something from him, I, got, I have to give something to him. Mm-hmm. For mm. the Bible says, for God so loved the world mm-hmm. that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him. God loved who? The entire world. Mm-hmm. Not black people, white people, not those who accepted Jesus Christ, not those who are going to uh, be committed weekly church attenders, mm-hmm. not those who would pray, not those who would be good citizens, 
not just the criminals. He says, God love the world. That's the coupon, full access Mm -hmm. to everybody. But whosoever, that's those Mm -hmm. who turn the coupon in, Mm -hmm. believe in him, shall not perish but have everlasting life. So all of us have access to it, but it's on us to believe in him in order to receive what he's given to us. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really the coupon analogy come from. But it come but he's provided it to everyone. That's like if the church sent out a mailer and we say, Hey, come to the church, uh, pick up your turkeys on January, whatever, something. You come, we send that out to all the houses in 53713. We have enough. I think it's about 10,900 houses. We put it. Just about. About <laughs> 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 has about just about those type of homes. About 10 over 10,000. And and so we send it out to everyone, anyone who comes that have a, a a home that's in the 53713 zip code, they can come pick up their turkey. Now, all of those people will not show up, mm-hmm. but all of them have access to what we have. Mm. Okay. You feel what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's just that's just the kingdom of God. You know? God has sent out an invitation to all of us, but only not everyone will respond to the the invitation. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that uh, this criminal responded to to his invitation mm-hmm. though and uh how jesus how immediate he was in his response like i'm assuming based off of the text that there wasn't much of a delay in um the thief's request and jesus's response I'm assu- it wasn't you know uh, you, you talk about like G- jesus wasn't asking him like um why should i remember you mm-hmm. or t- do you really feel this? Like the sincerity of the request or, you know, he doesn't want to wait, you know, why'd you wait now until you were dying to ask? Like, like Jesus isn't going through all of that. He's just like, yup, bet. Right. And, and, and that speaks to, you know, God knows our heart mm-hmm. because, because right now, if we're truly honest, if we see somebody on their dying bed, then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, now I believe in Jesus. We're not going to believe them. I'm gonna say we. I'm just say you. You, you can say me. You won't believe. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, especially if they've known they've been around the church mm-hmm, all their lives, mm-hmm. but they just have not committed themselves. Then all of a sudden, and that dying bed or that dying request is for the preacher to come and pray over them, mm-hmm. and then they want to accept Jesus Christ. You be like, you'll be a little skeptical, but like, um, do you really? Mm-hmm. But Jesus knew this man's heart. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible said man looks at the outside, but God look at searches the heart. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where our passions and our desires lie. That's who our true person is. God looks at us, our inner being more so than our, our outer being. And so, so Jesus says, "Yo," uh, he responds immediately to him, and then he gave him an immediate. Uh, position this day not tomorrow mm-hmm. not next week not i i'll catch you uh before the um before the resurrection and get, <laughs> get you you know he said right now you are with me mm-hmm. 
and, and what a wonderful com- words of comfort to someone who's dying from a penalty in which they deserve. I can still be with Jesus. Mm. I'm pretty sure they're like, well, paradise, where's paradise? As a matter of fact, he didn't care. No, he didn't. All he cared, all he was worried, not worried, but all he can, I can only imagine that he was pleased with was I'll be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's enough. That should, be, that should be enough for all of us. Yeah, I don't care where Jesus is. If Jesus is there with me, that's where I go. Mm. May not be the best place, may not be the greatest place, but if Jesus is there, everything's going to be all right. Mm. Amen. Amen. And so, and I like how Jesus says, come with me to paradise. Not like I'm going to send you, <laughs> right? Or I'll meet you there, or you come later. You know, I'm going to be there from the 5th to the 6th. You come, right. you know, 7th to 8th, whatever. Like, um, he says, come with me to paradise. And so, uh, going on to that fact of Jesus, like, come, like, come with me. Mm-hmm. And you talk in this point about the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And this actually caused me to challenge the teachings that I've learned in that uh, in that uh, phrase. So I, I always thought it was about being a servant. Mm-hmm. So with the first shall be last. So the first being the head of the household or the or the ruler and then the last being the servant. But then in heaven, those roles switch mm-hmm. that's what i had always thought it was right. to be and then reading this uh reading more of your notes which you know you got to listen to the podcast because it's exclusive right not everything makes it into the sermon <laughs> we're going into it right here right now <laughs> yeah no nah, this didn't make it this didn't make it uh you talk about the um the chief priests and the teachers mm-hmm. of the law and how they, um, and I was wondering how they became first. Like, are they first because of their positions or is it because of their responsibilities to teach? Right. Um, they was first because they, they knew Jesus, right? So they were they had like, access to okay. him. They, they, they knew the law. Mm. Um, that made them first. Mm-hmm. They they grew up in church, right? If they were priests, that mean it just, it goes by lineage. You know, okay. your daddy a priest, you gonna be a priest Got automatically. Mm. So so even like so the children of Israel considered first bloodline mm-hmm. of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because they grew up with the law. Mm-hmm. And 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 so they were they're first they you could look at them as first mm-hmm. but then you have this thief on the cross he's last mm-hmm. <laughs> because one he waited to the last <laughs> moment <laughs> right but but he becomes first mm-hmm. mm. because he believes mm. and the first become last because they still don't believe mm. so th- th- this comes from a parable in Matthew 20 where where Jesus gives a parable and he speaks of a, a manager or, or a ruler or some business supervisor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in regular terms. Business mm-hmm. supervisor 
go out to the fields, pick up workers, day workers. Mm. Pick up the day workers. Uh, he go at 6 o'clock in the morning, pick up a group of people. They work all day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. He go back, pick up another group. They work from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm. He go back, pick up another group. They work from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. You go back, pick up another group. They work from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. However, everybody get paid the same. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, and, and, no, no matter if you did 12 hours, 6 hours, or 1 hour, everybody get paid the same. Mm. And so Jesus gives his not, parable. Not same pay rate, same amount. Same amount. Everybody get the same amount, whether they came in first or they came in last. They still get the same amount. Speaks to heaven. Speaks to this moment. No matter if you come in first or you come in last, <laughs> as long as you get in. You come in with, with a lifetime of believing in right. Jesus or... Hours. Your last breath. Or hours, we'll see. You hear? Or minutes, seconds. Uh, minutes. Oh Lord, I'm dying. Jesus accept me. Let me in. And so and so this is this happened and that's what Je- the Jesus told I me mean, the parable gives where the 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 first laborers are upset because like, yo, how fam get in? Right. How they getting the same pay we getting and I've been here longer than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd be curious. Yeah. And he said, yo, I'm the boss. Yep. Well, well, there we go. There we go. I get to make I get to make the wages. <laughs> Ultimately, though, that, that's what it says in the story. I, I'm one, I'm the boss, I get to make the wage. And then Jesus says, The first shall be last, and mm. the last shall be first. Okay. Um that's what happened in the story with this thief on the cross. Mm-hmm. First, these religious r- rulers, these um, people who know the law, they they fail to accept Jesus, and so they become last. Mm-hmm. Well, this thief, be, he believes, and he becomes first. Mm. And 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 the sermon, you know, a lot of this didn't make it because, like, you know, it was on the spot, just coming to me, right? Mm-hmm. And my homeboy called me. He was like, "Doc, you got some good good eyes." <laughs> you say you had a good look at that text today because I never saw that where where Jesus says you would be with me. Mm-hmm. Now we look through the Bible; it's often Jesus, God saying, "I'll be with you." Mm-hmm. This this still shouts me. No, and he says he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Mm-hmm. Um, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with us. Mm-hmm. You're with me. Um, he tells Joshua, be strong and courageous mm-hmm. because the Lord is with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Gideon is told, hey, hey, you don't worry about anything. God is with you. Mm-hmm. But he tells this thief on the cross, you'll be with me. Mm. <laughs> you know, the difference. It don't is, make sense. It, don't, it does <laughs> not. Right. No, God is saying, yo, you I'm coming to you. But now he's dying on the cross. Say, hey, you going with me? Mm. The shift in time. The shift, right? You, mm. I'm, I'm, no, I'm coming down to you in these moments of despair. 
But when it's all over, you're coming with me. Mm. That's the hope we have that one day we will be with him. Right. We, we can endure down here because he's with us, but we can celebrate up there with him because we are with him. Mm -hmm. And so that 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 came to me. I was sitting in the office going over my sermon. I think I had just got off the airplane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, went to Tennessee uh, for a retirement service and I uh, just was doing my sermon. And then I made it. I, I came into Chicago at 730. I made it to the, my office about 930. Mm. I said, let me go over my sermon one more time. And while I was going over it that last time, that clicked for mm. me. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that that it, it, mm. this sermon was a struggle because it was a loaded week for me. Yeah, and and I had so much going on and doing so much, but I was very intentional getting the sermon done. And and every Sunday morning I preach the sermon anyways. Like I preach it to myself mm -hmm. before I preach it in the pulpit. And if I don't, I'm uncomfortable. And then that morning, that is something that clicked on me. Like, ooh, he says you would be with me and not I would be with you, mm -hmm. which suggests that you're going to where I'm going. Mm -hmm. You're going to dwell where I'm dwelling. Yeah. What an invitation. What an invitation. What an invitation, right? Um, that, that we can say um, we're going to be with God. And we don't have to say God is coming to be with us because if God is being with us, that means there's something around us that he needs to protect us from. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to be with him, that means we are already in a place of security, peace, mm -hmm. hope, love. You know what you understand what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And so that I that just came to me right there Sunday morning, about nine thirty, sitting in my office here at the church. And I do not like writing my sermons at church. Mm. I can't for some reason. I think it's the computer. I might need to give me an Apple computer. You might need to. And bring it to the church. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't write at the church. I, mm -hmm. I, don't, I write best at home. We all have our spaces where we, where yeah. we do and so, best. Yeah, that's what, and that's what, um, that's what caught my eye. And, and one of my homeboys was like, Doc, you, that's a good eye. That's a it good look, a, Doc. It is a good eye. Um, yeah, just all, all of that. Because it's so different. It's that shift. Um, and there's also another kind of piece of a shift too is like too many uh not too many a lot of the people in the bible are able to share their testimony of their experience with jesus how jesus brought them through how god brought them through they're able to to speak to that but this criminal can't mm -hmm. because he dies right what do you think his testimony will be i made it mm. I made it, right? That's just it. That that's I think, you know, if he's standing at the gate or if he's standing in the heavenly choir, he's singing, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh he may have made it with smelling like smoke. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but he made it, right? I think that's 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 and that's a lot of our testimony. Mm -hmm. I made it. I didn't do everything right. Uh, didn't cross every T and dot every I. I may have not been um, the best Christian I could have been, but I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I made it. Mm. And that's the hope for all of us to to say we've made it to the kingdom of God because of our faith in Jesus Christ. That's great. Well, thank you, Pastor. Those are 
all of the questions that I have. Do you have any parting words for the people? Don't wait till it's too late. And that's what I would say. Now, we see this story. We see this man. We know not the day nor the hour when the Son of God shall come back and retrieve us unto himself. Come on, serve the Lord while you still have blood running warm through your veins, as the old preacher would say. Don't wait till it's too late. And all you have to do is accept Jesus and believe in him and have faith in him. For the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's all it requires is a confession and a belief. And if you believe that Jesus is the Christ and you confess that God raised him from the dead, then you shall be shall be saved. And so um, that's that's that is what I'm leaving you all with. Uh, from this lesson don't wait till it's too late get to know the lord right now amen amen thank you all for joining us again for mtz overflow podcast we're excited to have you here each week so be sure to continue to check back uh, and look for more episodes but until then stay marvelous fabulous and blessed peace peace